This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. Today is Earth Day with this year's focus on protecting endangered species that are threatened by climate change, habitat loss, poaching, or other human causes. As a result of you and me and our behavior on this Earth, which we have shared with these species that are now endangered. Founded in 1970, Earth Day was created to help educate the public on emerging air and water pollution. Forty years later, nearly 40 years later, more than one billion people in 192 countries, should say 50 years later, shouldn't I? More than one billion people in 192 countries now take part in the largest civic-focused day of action in the world, according to the Earth Day Network. What does Earth Day mean to you? Do you remember when it first came about in 1970? What did you think about it then? Did it seem to you that the Earth was invincible, that it would always be the way it was? Or did you start to feel like maybe as human beings, we are responsible for our, the home that we all share together? We'd like to hear from you on this Earth Day, 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. What are your concerns looking forward, uh, your hopes and your dreams for the planet, and how can they be fulfilled? 416-360-0740 or 1-866-740-4740. Joining us now is Jill Heinrich, among the world's most notable cave divers whose expeditions help us to understand climate change. Jill, what a treat. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's great to be with you, Jane. Tell us, what is it like to dive into a cave? Oh, boy. <laughs> well, obviously, it's one of the most uh, dangerous pursuits that uh, anyone can be involved in. But um, for me, I'm going into submerged passages inside the Earth full of water, and I liken it to swimming in the veins of Mother Earth. I'm literally in the lifeblood of the planet, swimming in your drinking water. Wow, that's amazing. How... Um, what's the longest amount of time that you've been down inside a cave? Oh, boy. You know, my longest mission on an expedition was 22 hours long. Uh, I actually <laughs> hold a, a world record for that dive for women. Yeah. And why is it divided into genders? Because I did note that on your biography. Yeah. I, actually, I actually took your gender yeah. out of it. <laughs> Be- mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, really because it's been such a traditionally male-dominated uh, sport and vocation, and, uh, and I was one of the early trailblazers, and I think that's why it, it's, uh, you know, still is often referred to in that way, but yeah. <laughs> so what is, the, what is the, the human record, then, if yours is 22 hours? Um, well, there's lots of different records for sort of deepest and longest, yeah. and, and I'm really within the, you know, the handful of some of the most ambitious cave dives in history, really. So how did this all start for you? Mm-hmm. You know, I, 
I watched Jacques Cousteau on TV as a kid and watched the Apollo landings and, and was really inspired by you know, exploration in general and uh, always wanted to be a diver, but I, I didn't really get a chance to pursue that fully until I was uh, a little bit older in university. And, and after that, I was, I was hooked. <laughs> and that's it. And, and for you, what is the most exciting part? What continues to take you into the caves? It, well, really, the opportunity to go to a place that no human's been before and to document these places and and bring back the stories and the images for these remarkable locations to, to share with people. Because, you know, I think that my expo- explorations, um, you know, help to show people fascinating parts of our planet, but also give me an opportunity to talk about important issues like um, climate change and water issues. Yeah, let's let's discuss that since it is Earth Day and yeah. that's that's why we have mm-hmm. you on. What do you learn about the earth and climate change from diving? Yeah, well, I've seen a lot of changes through my lifetime. I mean, I'm I'm 54 years old now. Um but within my lifetime I've seen, you know, the the water quality change remarkably. I've I've seen, you know, the undersea life um diminish significantly the plants and the animals in the water. I've seen, um, you know, the flow of the water coming out of the earth lessen in strength because we've been using too much water, taking too much out of the ground. Um, so there are a lot of things that I see as I, as I work in the north. I do a lot of work on climate change in the Arctic. Um, we see tremendous changes year to year in the, the sea ice cover in the north. Um, and it's it's scary to see things happening so quickly. So what does this mean in your expertise? I, I mean, is it? Mm. I I know it's it's a it's a gigantic yeah. mammoth question. But what yeah. what where are we going? Are we in terms of um, destabilizing well, really, our planet? Yeah, I mean we're in the middle of a massive extinction process at the moment, uh, and we have a very few short years to make some pretty serious changes in, in the way we behave on this planet, um, because, you know, what we do in the next few years will determine the future of, of, of humanity and, and all living things on, on Earth. The planet is going to be fine. It's, it's really a matter of, of humanity and the ecosystems um, on the planet that, that will change so and really become extinct. Yeah, that's um, when you said that. What do we do in the near future uh, to make mm-hmm. sure that that human beings and all kinds of species survive? Uh, so, to answer well, that think, question, what, yeah. what, what's your answer to that question? Well, I think first of all, take politics out of it. It has absolutely nothing to do with politics, and and only to do with facts. You know, climate change is real. Our influence on on the planet is is real. But no matter how you feel about how we got to this point in life. You have to keep optimistic and, and understand that even small changes in, in, in your uh, you know, lifestyle and activities can help. We have to you know, divorce ourselves from fossil fuels one way or another. We have to use less, recycle more, and you know, be responsible with you know, the, the way we, we deal with, with waste on the planet. Um, but but do understand that, that we all have an opportunity to, to make changes in our lifestyle that will be beneficial. 
I'd like to talk about that directly. And you mentioned yeah. about politics. Mm-hmm. As you know, there's a yeah. big push and pull here in the province of Ontario uh, with the yeah. federal government, uh, which really yeah. takes the spotlight away from what the problem is. Uh, and yeah. in, instead, we're talking about strategies and politics and, and who's the good mm-hmm. guy and who's the bad guy. It's just, I think, for the right. average person living in a city in Canada, it's just a bit too overwhelming. Yeah. And it also becomes something you just yeah. want to dismiss and nobody wants to be taxed more so that becomes more the issue than the real issue yeah yeah and i think you know the finger of blame is is sort of pointless in a way you know uh i mean certainly we have to stop you know behaviors and 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 industries that are that are continuing to you know pollute in ways that are unsustainable but if we put the focus back on, you know, what we as individuals and as a society can do to move forward, that's more important, you know. Just giving up is not an option. I mean, we've, we've got to do things. And, and what could be wrong with wanting to breathe cleaner air and drink cleaner water? Uh, so I, I, there's no argument in my mind that we, we can and must make changes in our lifestyles. Jill, when is uh, your next dive? Where are you going? Oh, I'm um, headed out to Calgary this week, and my next dive is going to be in Waterton Lakes National Park uh-huh. in Alberta, so in a couple days. Yeah. And, and what do you hope to find when you go under the water? Uh, well, I'm actually on a journey across Canada doing um, a project I call Underwater Canada so that I can um, show people our, you know, our water in every province and territory across the country and tell stories about uh, our water systems, and I mean, we've got 202,000 kilometers of coastlines and 8% of the, the world's lake cover in Canada, and so that's an awful lot of places for me to dive and, and you know, share stories and beautiful visuals, because we're very, very blessed as Canadians to live in a, such a resource-rich um, country, and, and that gives us opportunity um, to lead um, by, you know, protecting these natural wonders and um, creating the technologies that help the rest of the planet uh, make cleaner water and, and cleaner air for the future. Amazing. Where can we see your pictures and follow your journey? Ah, if you go to my website, intotheplanet.com, I have a lot of great resources there and also ideas about how you can be better Earth citizens. And I have a book coming out this summer with Penguin Random House Canada with Double Day Books, uh, August 27th, and it's called Into the Planet. Well, that's great. Intotheplanet.com. Jill Heiner, yeah. thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you. It's nice talking to you. It was a pleasure talking Happy to you on this, on this Earth Day. All the best to you. All right. And I want Take to hear care. from you. Thank you. Take care, you too. I want to hear from you as well about Earth Day. Is it just, do you start to just lose sight of what it's all about? Does it, does it mean anything to you, uh, the preservation of the earth? When you hear Jill's stories, do you start to think, oh, I, maybe I should check out this intotheplanet.com and start changing the way I behave so that my children and my grandchildren will be able to enjoy the world as I have 
I want to hear from you on this Earth Day, 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Uh, we've just said goodbye to Jill. Joining us now on the line is Miriam Diamond. She is a professor at the University of Toronto's Faculty of Environmental Science, and her area of expertise is air and water pollution, cities, and human exposure to indoor environment toxic chemicals. And I do believe we have her locked in. Doctor, hello and welcome. Hi, how are you? I'm well. How are you on this Earth Day? I'm looking forward to change. (laughs) Tell us what kind of change you're looking forward to. Well, I'm not looking forward to climate change, but I'm looking forward to us changing our habits so that we can try to prevent climate change. Uh, And that's, I mean, we have been told now for decades about recycling. I think we all try to do our best with that um, in terms of of pollution and our carbon footprint. There is certainly a lot more awareness about that on an individual basis. Would Would I be right about that? Well, I think you're right about recycling, but what we're not aware of is that recycling really isn't all that great a solution. I, recycling actually takes a lot of energy. It doesn't solve the problem of pollution and waste. So you believe very much in the carbon footprint. It's a buzz phrase we've heard a lot, but what does it really mean and how can we affect it for the better? Well, it means how much carbon dioxide and other greenhouse gases that each one of us pumps out into the atmosphere. And it's a very real impact. It means that The carbon that I pump into the atmosphere contributes to global warming and climate change. And that has a really immediate effect on me and on everybody else in Toronto and everybody listening to this program right now. It's not about saving the earth. It's about saving the society and saving the way we live as we know it. It, it means being able to go out into the summer without having heat distress. I mean, last year there were 70 deaths in Quebec due to, um, due to heat waves. Right. It means not having to sandbag uh, to prevent flooding around your home, which only has, you know, marginal impact. So there are people sandbagging in New Brunswick, mm-hmm. Quebec, and starting in Ottawa today, right now. It means not paying more money to fight huge forest fires that have been consuming parts of Canada every year. Mm -hmm. And I care about not just myself and not just my family, but I care about others around the world, so that when there are huge typhoons or tsunamis, it means that I feel that I need to help other people on the globe. Uh, That comes from my pocket. That comes from all of us, as we should. But... So many of these extreme events are consistent with climate change. Doctor, we have uh, the phone lines are jammed. Uh, People want to talk about the Earth. It's something we all have in common, especially on Earth Day. Let's go to Rudy in Toronto. Hi, Rudy. What's on your mind today? Well, uh, about recycling, I'm a uh, coordinator for uh, recycling for my building. And one thing that really annoys me is that I see in in the recycling uh, bins, the blue bins, that there are garbage bags. There are black garbage bags. And usually that, that doesn't get recycled. That gets thrown out. And we try to tell 
people and I put up signs that, that uh, all recycling uh, items should go in clear garbage bags or they should just be put in loosely into the, into the, the bin. Otherwise, they should go in the garbage. Yeah, if, if it is garbage. Because if it is garbage. They, you know, they don't use those black garbage bags in the recycling bins. Yes. Uh, well, that is certainly a start, Doctor, right? Uh, just being aware of the rules. That's right. Uh, we all have to do our bit. And just reading the rules. <laughs> That's a yes. good start. Yes. And uh, another thing, if I can, can sure. bring this in, is that there's a lot of little bits of plastic floating around from pe- that people have, have ripped off uh, cigarette packages and so on. Uh, whenever I see one, I, I pick it up because I, I don't like that uh, floating around in our environment and getting into our water. Yeah, and that's become such a big problem, Doctor. Um, we just had uh, Jill Heinerth on talking about cave diving and, uh-huh. and how the water has, has changed so much. There is so much plastic in the water, it's disturbing. We're, we're starting to see more evidence of oh, this. Yeah, that's horrible. That really bothers me. Doctor, your comments on that? Well, I agree. I mean, there's been a dramatic increase in the amount of plastic. Oh. I, um, much of it has to do with single-use plastic. We recycle only, uh, on a global scale, only about 10% of the plastic that's produced. Plastic's very, very long-lived, like way longer-lived than any of us. Mm-hmm. So we need to really carefully manage it, but not just carefully manage it. We need to reduce how much we produce and use. So... It's not enough to say, okay, I'm going to add, put the plastic in my, in, my, um, in my recycling bin. Because, in fact, it's actually quite hard and expensive to recycle many types of plastic. What we have to do first is reduce our use. Right. So don't buy prepackaged vegetables, I guess, would be one of the number one things you could do. And even plastic forks and plastic knives and plastic straws and plastic bags. Just yeah. think of... All the plastic. And, you know, it's really interesting um, speaking on Zoomer Radio because all of us are old enough to remember when we, did, when we weren't so surrounded by plastic. And you know what? We got, a, we got along okay. Yeah, remember when we were kids? The, yeah. the brown paper uh, grocery the brown bags. brown paper bags. Yes. That's right. So and, we, they, and they would practically, they would dissolve <laughs> when they were put in water. So you, you, knew, you know how biodegradable they are. Exactly. Let's go to Giovanni in Brampton. Hi, Giovanni. You're up next here on Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. Yes. Uh, good afternoon, gentlemen. Uh, and uh, Just ladies. What I was about <laughs> to say, my question to both of uh, your uh, guests today, yes. Yes. it would be this, that uh, we live in a wonderful world, and we all know that uh, our world is like a funnel. Whatever we put it in, somewhere is going to come out. Now, I say this because we are, I think, that we're taking too much oil out of the ground and that we are losing the balance of our world. Because once you take all this oil out of the ground, that means it's being refilled with water. Water is not like oil. Okay, Giovanni. And our is losing the balance. Okay, well, and on your comment, Dr. Um, Giovanni's comment about oil leads me to think about electric and hybrid vehicles and uh, less dependence on oil globally. But we're as consumers, we're just not presented with those options in the way that we're still presented with vehicles that use gasoline. That's absolutely true. But as consumers, we can push back. And again, I'm going to go back to our age. You know, so much is being pushed today on the basis of convenience. 
And you have to say, uh, is it worth the convenience today for threatening the future of my grandchildren? And let's be clear, it really it is a true and real threat. It's, this is not make-believe and, and fear-mongering. This is true and real. So, public transit. You know what? That's the best way to cut back on emissions from the tailpipe. And when public transit, like, for instance, uh, City Council has just fully approved the King Street pilot project, uh, I have heard so many positive comments from transit riders, including my adult children, of how much quicker King Street is to, to traverse now that it doesn't have to stop. The streetcars don't have to stop. They're not backed up the way they were. And people will take transit if it's convenient. Absolutely. So we don't think about subsidizing our highways and our roadways because those come from our tax dollars. But we talk about subsidizing public transit. You know what? We're all taxpayers and we're all paying for these services. We subsidize roadways and highways very heavily but we don't phrase it that way. We talk about investing in them. We need to talk about investing in public transport, which is the best and most efficient way for us to get around, including even taking the train and reducing the number of trips we take on airplanes. You're listening to Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. Jane for Libby, I can see you're interested in talking about Earth Day, what the Earth means to you, how you've changed over the 50 years that we've acknowledged Earth Day on an annual basis. And I do want to get to your calls before we change topics. 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-744-740. Tony in Brampton, you're up next. Go ahead. Thank you. We have to make drastic changes and make them now. There are two types of uh, pollution that is warming the earth. First is greenhouse gases. The second is heat pollution. Now, you you get uh, heat pollution from cars. You get it from electricity, uh, running appliances such as air conditioners, stoves, furnaces, electric motors. Uh, One way to cut down on uh, pollution in cars is to lower the speed limit. Put a governor on all cars so the maximum speed limit is uh, 100 kilometers an hour. In, in the on highways and in the city, 30, 35 kilometers an hour. People are not going to do it voluntarily. Um, uh, well, so you're suggesting that change needs to be legislated. It needs to be legislated. All yes. right, Tony. Thank you for your idea. We appreciate the call. A uh, couple more here to go before we wrap up with the doctor. And 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 in terms of legislating changes, uh, Dr. Diamond, what can we do to encourage our members of parliament, our provincial members of parliament, to to make change? Oh, we can do a lot. We could do a tremendous amount. We can take all this energy that's going into this, the, the callers and um, the interest in this program, contact our MPs who are right now deciding and implementing cutbacks to legislation that was brought in in order to curb the carbon dioxide and the greenhouse gases going to the air and how to best manage them. So we're actively getting rid of policies that were actually quite effective and bringing in some very questionable policies. Our MPs need to be accountable. It's not just that they want to be reelected. We're accountable to our grandchildren. 
Yes. I want to be able to say that I did the most to make my grandchildren's lives livable. Well, and, that and, that's, and that today. resonates for us. That, that resonates. Uh, one last call. Let's go to Kathy in Niagara Falls. Go ahead, Kathy. Hi. Uh, I just wanted to make the comment that people are uh, clothes horses now. It, it, it takes, I forget how much water to make a, a, a pair of jeans. So we're using up all our resources in the environment just to make clothes. And people have way too many clothes. I'll never wear them all. I got girlfriends that got clothes hanging in their closets with price tags on. And they still go out and buy more. Like, why can't people just, you know, like my, my mother, when she was a kid, she had a couple dresses, and that's all she had to wear to school. You know, like, people have so much now that they're so used to having, you know, all these things. The same way with this Wayfair. Oh, they have to have this, they have to have that, they change every other year. You know, like, nobody uses stuff over and over again, so then the landfills are full of junk. Yeah. Thank you, Kathy. I appreciate your call. Okay. Bye-bye. And, and Dr. Diamond, I'll, I'll leave you with the final word uh, as we wrap up our Earth Day segment. Well, I was certainly encouraged to hear all the callers and voicing concerns about uh, what we're doing in terms of pollution. And I'm just, the, the one message I want to leave, it's not about the Earth. It's about our ability to continue as a civil society with good quality of life quality of life for our grandchildren. That means that we have to cut back. That means we have to question what it means to have convenience. It means we have to think about how we were raised as kids with smaller footprints in terms of all the resources that we used and try to get back to that day. Thank you so much and happy Earth Day to you. To you too. Dr. Miriam Diamond, professor at U of T's Faculty of Environmental Science. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.